Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to the Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 188, brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media. My name is Brad Chandler. With me today, I have... Bailey, who we haven't seen in like seems like forever, she's like our Pat Light of our show. Uh, and Hogdale, how are we doing today? It's going well, it's going well. I've just been insanely busy, so it's good to have a day off and to be able to jump on the pod. Duh, Yankees lose. Uh, you know what? Like, my favorite. My favorite thing so far has been the trolling that I get to do. Oh, yeah. Um, the oh, nice. uh, Dead at 27 picture, uh, the one with like <laughs> Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, yeah. Jim Morrison, Janice Joplin, uh, the Yankees ring, and uh, Jimi Hendrix. That's one of my faves. <laughs> uh, the other one that's my fave is uh, the Bart Center, the Simpson one. It's like, go ahead, Yankee fans, say it. At least we have 27 rings. <laughs> and then all the fucking Simpson characters are fucking yeah. dying laughing. But I think my favorite one so far has been Pedro. Mm. Oh my God. Asking, who's your poppy? And he's 100% correct oh, when yeah. he says that the Astros are the Yankees' poppy. Daddy, to be fair, the, the Astros are everyone in the American. American League's daddy right now. Like it really is the Astros League, and we're just kind of existing within the same realm as them. It's uh, what the Astros are doing right now. I, I it just can't be said enough how impressive it is. It's one of the greatest runs in the history of baseball. Six straight ALCSs, four World Series appearances in the last six years. It's you, you just don't see this kind of shit. It's just the, the amount of like clutchness required from their players in order to do this so consistently. Alex Bregman has never had a season where he didn't go to the ALCS in his entire career. Yeah. Like that's insane. That's insane. The other thing, insane. the other thing that I find insane and Bailey, I'm sure you're going to agree with me is the fact that the Astros let Springer walk and Correa walk and yep. didn't even bat a fucking eye. No, it's because they have this incredible fob system that Jeff Lunau built. Not not Click, not James Click. Jeff Lunau. Like, let's not forget that. He was also a scapegoat in pretty much all of what went on with the Astros, so firing him because of 2017. But, like, he built an insane team. And, yes, they had to suck for a long time to get a Carlos Correa, to get an Alex Bregman. But the thing is, teams can suck for a while and get those players and still not be able to draft internationally the way they have, to trade the way they have, to develop everybody the way they have. Like, that team is, like, almost almost all homegrown, aside from, like, you know, the trade for Justin Berliner. But that was a huge trade that they made in 2017 to help get them over the hump. Like, Lunau knew what to do to get them there. And Click's done some things, but, like, so far what Click has done is gotten two players they barely use. Like, why is Trey Mancini not playing? Why do you trade for Trey Mancini? Why are you trading for, uh, you know, Christian Vasquez if you're still going to stick with Martin Maldonado? So those are questionable things that I'm like, why? Why did you give up players for those people that you're barely using? So, but, yeah, like Hogdale says, it is it is incredible what they're doing. And I, I, 
Yeah. I agree. Um, ever since the beginning of the, the, the playoffs, I was like, the Astros are the team that I'm rooting for. Um, and it's not because the Astros are really fucking good. It's because let, let's, let's just call it what it is. It's like, I'm pretty sure all three of us are on the same page with this. We really want to see Dusty win a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It One of the most likable guys in the league. Who doesn't want to see Dusty win a ring? Look like, at how happy he was yesterday. Like, genuinely happy. Like, he wants it so much. And he deserves it. And they love playing for him. And that's what was interesting is, like, you know, when they had to do their firing spree of everybody where the blame falls, you know, they had to, you know, they get themselves a new manager as well. And then they were like, fuck, we're going to get Dusty Baker. Like, I loved that about them. They're like, we're going to get someone seasoned, someone who can handle these guys, and somebody who... I think the cockiness of that team has gone down quite a bit when Dusty took over because it's like shut the f up! Like, what are you doing? You haven't, you haven't, you haven't won anything yet. Yeah, you won in 2017, but we, you still have to win more, you know, to be this cocky. Well, spe- speaking of uh, uh, veteran managers and whatnot, let's uh, switch gears real quick. Uh, Boshi uh, was just hired by the. Weird. Weird. <laughs> the- what are you doing? Why? I thought you retired, Bruce. This is like the, This is like all these guys coming out of retirement. They're like, I need to give a break. You know, it ages you. And then it's like, I don't know. The Tex- Also, the Texas Rangers? That's who you're coming back for? I, I don't know. It's such a downgrade, like, in every way in terms of, like, really you know, quality is. of life. You went from like, the San Francisco the job in general. Giants to the Texas one of the, Yeah. One of the premier organizations of baseball. One of the most beautiful ballparks in baseball. So now you're playing in a Home Depot. Like, what are... Yeah. Talk about a downgrade. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it is a brand new park. Yeah, it's a Home Depot. Or a Lowe's. It's built like both of those. <laughs> I mean, oh, it has God. a retractable roof. Uh, we know what do they say about those roofs. <laughs> yeah. What Boone says about Don't those even... roofs? Holy shit, dude. Baseball. We can't play it outside, you know. Or like... I can't, I can't believe ever. he said that. What what do you think is probably like the worst thing the Yankees did in this ALCS? Was it um was it Higashioka complaining about uh Bregman getting it off the bat well enough? Uh was it Severino talking about Aaron Judge hitting it at 106 miles per hour off the bat? And Bregman only hit it at what ninety three, ninety six. Yeah, I think it was ninety one. Even though it was, was a twenty five or thirty ballparks. Yeah, and like was- that's the thing is a launch angle's real, like it's a real thing. So is exit velocity, but sometimes it goes out because it goes out. <laughs> also, or, or, uh, or was it, or was it Aaron Boone talking about the fucking roof? No, see, I was going to interject. The worst thing that happened for the Yankees this series, the most chicken shit, embarrassing. Like genuinely, the what are you even doing? That you had David Ortiz call in and give the gang a motivational speech. Also, about why did David for... Ortiz do that too? I would have. I bet you he's, he's one that, but also he's probably friends with a lot of the guys on that team because a lot of those guys are international. So I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, you're gonna motivate the Yankees, Poppy. What are we doing? But clearly, like, it also, didn't work. Also, they watched the O for like what. The, the most embarrassing loss in Yankees franchise history. You show it to the current group of Yankees, like, okay, guys, this is it. Can do this, this is what's going to hype them up. This is going to get them going. Unsurprisingly, showing the Yankees uh, a video of their greatest loss uh, did not lead to winning. It did not. I mean, but the I fact that love... you had to. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I love the fact that people of like Yankee fans have come out on Twitter and been like, well, they hit. It wasn't the offense, so you know that 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 but I must have motivated them. I was like, "Oh yeah, I motivated them all the way to the NL." Good job, dude. You should feel fucking humiliated. That is Im- embarrassing as a fan. Like, how do you even identify with your team after that? Your greatest rival. You take their that franchise's greatest moment and hold it up to now to use as motivation. Are you serious? Like, that's it's baffling. How is Boone a manager? In- in this league it makes no sense i actually really hope that cashman gives him a lifetime contract i think i say that every Same. year after they like don't make it make it past the aocs I, i'm pretty sure i've said that la- i said that last year um i really do want cashman to give a lifetime contract but like 
I was just thinking about this. Who was the last manager to bring the Yankees to the World Series? Be Girardi, right? No, no, yeah, Tori, right? Tori. Girardi, Girardi, they made it to game nine of 17. They made it to uh, game seven of, yeah, game seven of 2017. Girardi brought them in 2009. Oh, you're right. They did win in 2009. I always forget about that. So, how does he fucking, how does he not have a job and fucking Boone does? Or how does he get fired and then his team gets randomly hot and gets it all the way to a World Series and then it makes him look like an... I feel bad for Girardi with what the Phillies are doing too because I don't necessarily think that Girardi was the issue in Philadelphia. I think they were just underperforming. They're not that... I'm sorry, they wouldn't... I have also have a beef with the setup of the playoffs now. They're a third-place team in their division. They had no business being in the playoffs. And I even say that if the Red Sox snuck in. I don't like the, the landscape. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a purist. Purist where just the two best teams play. I think there should be playoffs. But I miss the days of just that one wild card, eight teams, one champion. That's what I liked because the best teams got in there. I don't, I don't disagree. I definitely miss that. Um, the, the fact that the Phillies are – how many wins did they have? Like 89? Like I think even less than that might have been. 87. 87. How many wins did the Astros have? 106. And do you think that those two teams should be playing each other in the World Series? No. No, I don't. Because it's like, that's the thing is like this, the, especially with the baseball playoffs. Like the, I love that the Braves won last year. Cause you know, I, they were, they're my NL team, but they had no business really even winning. They had no business. Like that's the thing is just, it's like these teams, it's not like they're mediocre. You're mediocre. You, you had a winning record. You played winning record baseball, but it's as if like, you don't have to play or fight to get, to be like what the Dodgers did or to be what the Astros did because I'm, you could sneak in with 86 wins. Just play the for Padres, The Padres are fucking stuck in and then they, they beat the Dodgers. Like that shit. Yeah, it ha- shit happens. It's like, it's not necessarily a fair way of judging talent. And again, I'm not going back to just the two best teams should be playing. I think there should be playoffs, but I don't know. I like, I felt like better teams... And there were better, I don't know, there was there were better games when it was I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I don't I just don't like the format. I don't know, like personally, like uh I really don't care that much. Cause like really if we're gonna talk about fair, like then there wouldn't be playoffs. We do what the Premier League does in soccer and do the best team through hundred and sixty two games because technically that's, that's the most well bet team. Yeah, but that's like, how it used to yeah, be too. But I hate that. That stinks. Like the the playoffs, the elimination formats what makes it fun. And like, I totally understand uh, I, I, and like why, like, especially since there's it, no relegation think, or anything. I think it should just go back to one wild card, but I understand money. They want to make money. So the wild came series, like you have a whole other series, like, you know, I, plus so, like yeah. people keep saying the playoffs are a crapshoot. Not really. The Astros have gone to six straight LCSs. So clearly they yeah, figured they're something also, out. They're also different they are actually really good this is the crapshoot is when a team gets hot like philadelphia or when the red sox got hot in 2021 like those are the crapshoots there is always going to be the elite team that is effing better than everybody just like how in 2018 the red sox steamrolled everybody because they were just better than everybody yeah but for entertainment value that's way better like uh, do we really want a league where like no, God, sorry. I don't know. I don't know. You work hard to get there. I kind of want to see the Astros steamroll the fucking Phillies. I don't give a fuck about Bryce Harper. I think Bryce they Harper's will. on that team. I don't care that, you know, oh, uh, I think Kyle's on that team. Yeah, I think the funniest narrative in the world is that Bryce Harper immediately left and the the Nationals won a championship. And I thought for years, I was like, oh, he's never going to win a championship. Well, this is the closest he's probably ever going to get. And I still think the Astros are going to kick the shit out of his team. Well, I think the Astros are just head and shoulders better. I think they, the, yeah. the Astros for the entire year were head and shoulders the best team in baseball. Like, yeah. even, like, with the Dodgers, they won a fuck ton of games, but they had some really, like, some yeah, depth the questions, also, especially in the pitching the, regard. The, the Astros have the no Rockies. weaknesses. The Dodgers play the Rockies and the Diamondbacks how many times? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Astros definitely play shit teams, too. Oh, yeah. But the like thing is, lot. the Astros won 106, and the Dodgers won 111. So it's not even like we're talking about the Dodgers being exponent. They're like five games better over 162. So it's not as if saying, like, oh, my God, like, they're just on a different level, like the way people put the Dodgers. They like The Astros should be up there in the way you talk about the Dodgers. 
100 percent yeah because because everyone talks about the dodgers is like the uh, uh the the pinnacle the sustained success yeah. the astros have done it better in every single way they have they spend Absolutely. less money they have better homegrown talent and they win more in the playoffs like again yeah. going to four world series in six years is just it's unfathomable it's this like is the yankees not in the, of the late 90s yeah, the with like n- not even close to the payroll. Without even close to yeah. the payroll. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like they, it's, Brad mentioned it earlier, you let Springer walk, and then you just have Kyle Tucker become a top 10 outfielder in baseball. Yeah. You let Correa walk, and you have, you pretty much bring in a younger, better version of him in the same year. It's insane. Like, Pena's in it had, had insane clutch performances this year. I just, yeah. how I funny the was it? Every way, man. How was it that, how funny was it that Carlos Correa had to interview Pena? Oh, I, I'm like, is it is it pain or is he like, I got 35 mil in the bank and I took from Minnesota for all they're worth? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But he's a competitor. So I think it also pains him. It was kind of cute, though, because uh, he, he was talking about uh, Martin Maldonado and he referred to him as my catcher and had to correct himself and said their catcher. So it's like, man. Mm-hmm. Like those are all still clearly his guys and he loves them, but he wanted the bag and I don't necessarily blame him for going to get it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. No, yeah. I don't yeah. blame him for going for it, and I don't blame him for opting out of his contract either. Oh, 100%. everybody! If if, no. if if Minnesota had to know he was going to opt out of his contract, I think they were just kind of hoping that they could have done a little. I mean, they played pretty decent baseball. Like they barely got, they almost got in there, you know. So it's like I think they were hoping they almost got little, in. It's just a yeah. shame that Geo is not Josh Donaldson. That's true. He's better. That's by the way, funniest quote in the last year was after that trade. I saw this today. Uh, Brian Cashin like was talking about that trade at the time. He's like, you know, we appreciate everything that Gio has done for us, but he's not Josh Donaldson. And then Gio had like a better year in every single regard. Yeah. It's, it's poetic. The <laughs> thing is, Gio Urshela isn't 2015-2016 Josh Donaldson, but Josh Donaldson isn't 2016-2015 Josh Donaldson, you know? I just literally, like, as soon as those two got traded, um, uh, Gio and uh, Gary Sanchez, I just, like, I just, like, was like, holy shit, I love these guys now. Did you see Gio tweets? Did you see Gio's uh, T-tweet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that a shot at the Yankees? Oh, I think it was. It had to be. Yeah. That was fantastic. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sanchez with a beard. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, like, you know that the minute uh, Judge signs elsewhere, he's going full beard. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, I think so. Because he spends the off seasons with a beard. Oh, he does? Yeah, he looks pretty good. He looks really? good. Yeah, there's a picture of him like in the off season with a beard. Dude, Judge is going to be a really great Met or he's going to be a really great Red Sox. Like one of the two. Or a Dodger. <laughs> Who knows? One of those three. Yeah, yeah, the teams that are going to be able to pay him. My only thing is, I would, I love Aaron Judge. I really do. I know some people think he's anti-clutch, whatever. Like people go cold at certain times. Um, I think that Yankee culture is just awful too, and I want to see him off the Yankees because I actually want to see his personality. I think it's in there, and I think it's just hiding behind the pinstripes. Oh, you're gonna. Well, he's the only one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only one there. Like during post-game interviews, like 
holds himself accountable. Like, he's the only one that's like, yeah, you know, I could have played better. I should have done better here. The rest of them are fucking excuse makers. Like, oh, you know, the roof was open. You know, the roof should have been closed. I just found it. Like, the the Yankees are just... Oh, yeah, they They suck your They act like the Mets. Like, they literally act like how the Mets used to act. Like, just excuse-making whiny losers with an owner that won't spend the way a New York team should spend. Is that it? That's it there. Yeah, look at that. That's a hot really? man. That's a hot man. That's actually Yeah, that's him. it. Look at him. Look at that. Huh. No shit. He does look good. Right? Does it look good playing right field for a team that's not New York, you know? Holy shit. Yeah, no, that's that's a first. I didn't see. I've never seen that. Yeah, man. I mean, the Yankees, the Yankees as an organization right now should feel genuinely embarrassed because, like, it, not only do like you lose, but like you got just fucking swept and just clearly the inferior team. The Astros were just better in every single regard. Oh yeah. Like, <sighs> Cashman needs to like, go. Genuinely, if I was a Yankee Yankee fan, I'd fucking want him gone yesterday. Stop it. Yeah, Cash no, we won there. And this Keep is him. why he's doing a great job. They how yeah, how this is why they won't No, he won't because it's his guy. But fucking <laughs> genuinely, like this is just speaking as an like objective viewpoint. Obviously, as a Red Sox fan, please keep doing what you're doing. This is very enjoyable for me to watch. But if you want to actually make your team better, like the reason they won't fire Boone is because Boone is an extension of of Brian Cashman. It's the same reason why Dave Roberts won't be fired from the Dodgers. He's an extension of their front office. You can't mm-hmm. fire Boone without getting rid of Cashman. They're one and the same. If you get r- rid of Boone, you're not getting rid of the problem. It's Cashman has done genuinely a terrible job within this last year. His trade deadline was embarrassing. It, mm-hmm. And people always say, like, oh, well, the Yankees are competitive every year. They're always in the playoffs. God, you all sound like a bunch of losers, don't you? You're the They're Yankees. They're also not, though. There, there's, <laughs> if you really look at it, too, there's there's times where they've just not even made it. Yeah, they've been competitive, but they're not doing what's putting – because yeah, I, like, want consistent winning, but I want consistent winning on a, on an Astros level. Like, yeah, the highest incredible. level. Going to World Absolutely. Series. Yeah, going to the World Series. Even if it's like, oh, they've only won one – cool but my team is still there four out of the last six years i'm goddamn ecstatic you know and so you're right that's how the yankees should be if you're the fucking yankees you know you're the yankees you have every single advantage every kid like 90 percent of kids grow up saying i want to go play for the yankees i want to be a yankee one day and you can't fucking win with them you can't get to the World Series in the last decade as the Yankees GM. You're a Bro, loser. Got, get out. You've got you've got DJ LeMahieu. You have Harrison Bader. You have Aaron Judge. You have Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, Josh Donaldson, which I don't care about what anybody says. He might not have been great this year, but he's still a presence in that lineup. You know? Like, literally anybody in that team can hit a fucking bomb except Isaiah Kiner-Falepa. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, and, you know, they'll play the, they played the excuses, but I'm actually surprised that, like, the biggest excuse hasn't been, well, DJ LeMay, who was on the IL, or things like that. Like, that excuse really hasn't come up as often as I would think it had been, at least from Yankee fans, you know? Yeah, I've How... seen a few Yankee fans cry about injuries. Go ahead, Red, sorry. Mm-hmm. How amazing was it? Who was it? Um, hit that home run. Okay, <laughs> how amazing was it that Bader dropped that ball and Cole turned around and said, I got you, and then immediately gave up a fucking home run, home run. which was literally, I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was only a home run in one park. It had to be, because that was a Yankee it Stadium was. It was, it was the funniest shit I've ever one. seen. Because it was, it was not hit well. It literally <laughs> hit like the top of the wall. And it bounced Dude. up. Textbook reverse porch job, and we yeah. absolutely love to see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was just so good. Uh, and that's the, so I don't know, there's so just, good. so good. Uh, there's just, yeah. a, Had to. <laughs> it's just not being accountable. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the culture is there, but they all seem collectively so goddamn boring. 
Like there does not seem like an exciting person on that team. And they might be exciting once they leave the Yankees because like, again, I think this team sucks out your damn friggin' soul for well, nothing. Look at, look at Clint Frazier. The minute he left and he was on the Cubs, yeah. he was like growing out his beard. And he, I mean, I think that Frazier was probably, he, he was, he, he talked, he did a lot on social media. He mm-hmm. chatted with people. I mean, I trolled the shit out of the guy, but it is what it is. And um, I feel like it's the, like you're right. I feel like the Yankees just suck the soul out of you. Well, and like, you know, their fan base could be very overwhelming at times for players. Like, I mean, it, on with certain players, like it literally like, like just kills their confidence. Like a Joey Gallo throughout the season, like that dude just uh, just was a husk of a player after he was done with the Yankees. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, you could say, oh, sorry, Cuba. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, speaking to the idea of fan bases, like, as Red Sox fans, like, our fan base can be difficult as well. But I never found us to be a fan base that's booing the, you know, best offensive player in baseball who's probably going to win the MVP, and you're booing him because he's having a bad playoff. Like, we've ne- we're have we hard on players, but I never thought we were, like, that type of a culture. And that, that culture seems to be a lot in the Bronx. And I don't, I don't like it. I, I love the fact that the Yankee fans were so bad and down on themselves and so down on their team that even with the game four of the ALCS and they could have a chance of, you know, end up winning that game and whatnot. They went from ticket prices from like $287 and plummeted. I believe, uh, uh, what's his name? Nightingale uh, said that it plummeted 87% and tickets Mm -hmm. were, uh, at twenty dollars, I think he said. Jesus. Yep, twenty bucks. And yeah, the I last mean, time I've seen like... something like that is uh, the last game of the Red Sox uh, in this season. Yep. I yep. saw Green Monster tickets for thirty dollars. Oh shit! I think it was the and game after, heard. like they had been. It was the game after they'd been eliminated from playoff contention, and everything, like just tickets, immediately dropped at nothing. Hmm. But yeah, man. I mean, I don't blame Yankee fans. I like. I really don't even blame them for being really tough on their players because Yankee fans they demand excellence because mm-hmm. their entire lives they've been given excellence and they have no reason to expect anything but it. And it can get a bit hateful sometimes. But the Yankees also have the single biggest fan base in Major League Baseball, so I imagine they probably just have the same percentage of cunts as every other fan base. But there's just <laughs> more of them. More of no. them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, obviously, it's gonna. It's going to, yes. So it's just going to come out to that. So it's just, uh, it's it can be tough for them. But what I can say, though. Fucking Christ, Tongville. Yes. That was delivered very well. It was. That's why I'm sitting here fucking dying. But, like, the way. Like, um, and, and, and my, and my honest opinion, that was delivered very well. And that's Thank literally you. my, 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 my favorite most offensive word ever and i didn't even miss it yes like you were just yes. like you tried saying it but like speaking of like how like, uh, like how the crowds affect players i heard mm-hmm. this point while i was listening to talking baseball today about how like the astros it's possible that the fans really created this monster in them because they're mental giants they are unshakable because every ballpark for the last five years that they've been into, they have been the biggest heel in baseball. Everyone hates them. They're booing them out of the building. So nothing can shake them because they've fortified as a team. They're relying on each other through that uh, adversity. No, go ahead, Brad. Uh, I, I, I do want to mention one thing about the, about the Houston Astros and whatnot. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that uh, tend to – get confused between the people who were actually on the 2017 Houston Astros. Because I believe Trey Mancini was booed just recently because he's on the Astros, right? Am I right or wrong? He was on the fucking Baltimore Orioles. Uh, I will tell you a story about uh, a player who got booed uh, because someone thought that he was on the Astros. So last year in 2021, I went to a game at Fenway Park. It was the Boston Red Sox versus the Toronto Blue Jays. And Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was out in right field, I believe. 
And some guy started screaming at him and calling him a cheater, this, that, and the other thing. And I just looked over at him. I was like, you know, that's Lotus, right? Like, he wasn't on the Astros. He was like, yeah, he was. I remember that hair. I'm like, nope, that's his brother, Yoli. And he's like, you know, the racist no. one. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I did actually say that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, nope, you're wrong. Like, if you don't believe me, just look it up on your phone. And he looked it up on his phone. And he was like, oh, shoot, you were right. And I was like, yep, if you're going to fucking try and do any of that cheating shit, Springer's the only one you can do it to. But you also got to remember, we have Marwin Gonzalez and Alex Cora. So literally, I, yeah. I, I just turned around. I just looked at him and said, you can shut the fuck up. Like the 2017 Astros versus the 2022 Astros. Like Bregman was on that team, but he was not a member of the core yet. He wasn't himself like that he is now. He wasn't an all-star yet. I don't think Kyle Tucker was even on the team yet. I think he was still no, a minor leaguer. Uh, yeah, uh, Alvarez, I know, was still a minor leaguer at the time. Oh my Wasn't God. even in the organization yet, I don't even think. I think he may still been the Dodgers Yeah, he might still been a Dodger. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the worst trades in the history of baseball, by the way. Holy yeah. shit. Imagine, <laughs> like, I, I want to I get a Dodgers fan on to be like, hey, how does it feel get, giving up Jordan Alvarez, maybe one of the best hitters in the postseason? Best hitters what, in period. One of the best hitters of his generation, up for yeah, pretty right. much a bag of peanuts. Josh Fields. Who the yeah. fuck is that? I gotta look that up. Yeah, Two he's a relief pitcher. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, and Friedman's come out and been like, yeah, fucked up. Imagine if the Dodgers still had Alvarez. Like, shit. <laughs> hey, when the Astros call you about prospects, just fucking throw your phone into the ocean. Like, genuinely, you aren't going to win the trade. It's, dude, it's like the Tampa Bay Rays, too, though. They're great at it. It's They're the same thing. Like, I don't know, man. All right. Let's switch gears for a second. We talked a lot about the Yankees, which I expected, um, because the Yankees lose. Um, yeah, it's it doesn't get old. Um I knew we would talk about the Astros and whatnot, but we do have to switch gears. We have to talk about the other team that did end up winning their championship series. Uh, And we're going to have to talk about their, is he the president of baseball operations or is he, what is he? Whatever. Title is. We are going to have to talk about baseball ops. There's at least that that covers you. (laughs) Okay. We have to talk about Dave Dombrowski. Now, I know, Bailey, I know your point of view and uh, Dave Dombrowski. Hogdale, I think I know yours as well. And, you know, I told I told both of you before beforehand because uh, we had two other people that were going to end up being on the show tonight. It's going to end up being Tim and Ryan. And it was going to be a Dombrowski dick-sucking uh, contest because that's all they're all about. Now, I personally don't hate Dabrowski. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I know exactly why we moved on from Dabrowski. And the player development, things like that, yes, I totally get it. People say that and whatnot. And then, like, I'm, I'm just going to say what uh, say this uh, because I did see something that uh, Lou Maloney had posted a couple weeks ago because he's been on the Dabrowski train a, a little bit too. And it's like, it's not that he can't, um, get 
players to develop because he has uh, Casas, mm-hmm. uh, Duran. Um, I forgot some of us, the other players, but I know those two. Bayo is his as well. Yes, Bayo mm-hmm. was one was one as well. Mm-hmm. So like he can pick these guys and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he's good at doing that. He's now the only head of baseball operations to bring four different teams to a world series. But uh, I think my thing with Dombrowski and I, I see a lot of people like being like, Oh, so what? Blah, blah, blah. He wins a ring. He blah, blah, blah. You know, like he won the 2018 world series with the Red Sox. That's that. And the other thing. Yeah. But he also held us down. Like, did we have to trade Mookie Betts? Probably not. We could have probably paid him. I don't think he wanted to stay. And I feel like we're all going to end up, like, we're all going to talk about this until the day we die about, like, oh, the Red Sox should have kept Boogie Bats, you know? But, I mean, the Dodgers haven't done much with Mookie since. I mean, did they, they win a World Series in 2020? Sure. In 2020? I mean, granted, everybody had, everybody had the same exact chance as the Dodgers did. Mm-hmm. So Mickey Mouse ring or not, they won the World Series in 2020. But they haven't been back since. Do you want to know why Dave Dombrowski is not currently still the president of baseball operations for the Boston Red Sox? Why is that? That would be, that would be the Chris Sale contract and the David Price contract. <laughs> that is why. Uh, the... I don't think the Chris Sale contract had anything to do with him uh, being let go. I do, however, yeah. The David Price one was the one that really fucked him. Like, also, like I, I I give so much credit to Dave Dombrowski for what he's been able to do. Him and his fight and fills. He's literally the perfect GM for what the Phillies were like in this last year or two. A team that needs to get over the edge. And they need a guy who can make the moves to make them take that next step. He's done it in every single location he's been in. Uh, like World Series of the Marlins. Uh, the, the Tigers were a great team. And it's it, genuinely insane they didn't win a World Series. It's one of the most talented teams baseball has ever assembled. Like just the pitching staff alone. But it, again, the negative side. What did Dave's tenure... Like the... The Tigers are still recovering for like what he did to their prospect system. Like they still haven't recovered yet, and that's what happens. He's going for that World Series. He's gonna sell, fucking rip and tear, burn everything down to make sure that we win. And like it didn't happen with the Tigers. It did happen with the Red Sox, and it might happen this year with the Phillies. Like he's a future Hall of Fame executive. Like he's amazing at what he does. But there's like there's some weaknesses, and I understand why the Red Sox went in a different direction. And genuinely, I don't get the obsession with like, you know, oh, you know, he should still be here. Oh, my God. I got to got to fuck it. You know, major mistake, guys. Major fucking mistake. It's just Bailey. Like, really? I'm, I'm going to get let, over it. I'm going to let you talk right after I say this. Mm-hmm. Ask me again, Hagio, why Dave Dombrowski is not with the Boston Red Sox organization. Hey, Brad, why is uh, David Dabrowski not still a member of the Boston Red Sox organization? Andrew Kashner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was the saddest trade deadline acquisition in the history of baseball. You remember when they were like, they were all over his ass and they were like, why didn't you go get pitching? He's like, well, we got Andrew Kashner. Yeah, because that's all you could get because he strangle held the organization. <laughs> That was like a piece of scotch tape on like a, a meteor-sized hole in the Hoover Dam. Like that's mm-hmm. what Andrew Kashner was for the pitching relief for that Red Sox team. He was. They had him as a starter, and then they made him go to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Very I mean, Martin Perez-esque, you know, the proto Martin Perez, you would say. All right, Bailey. I know <laughs> you've got some stuff to talk about. So yeah. let's, uh, let, let's get it up. Let's get it off the chest. So my things, I agree with Hogdale 100% that Dave Dombrowski does exactly what he's supposed to do and what he's brought in to do. And he is a hall, future Hall of Famer. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And 
he needed to leave when he left because of the damage that he did to the farm system. And I'm not saying that he didn't also add to it and develop it. But the thing is, you can have those guys, but then we're talking about people down at, like, the Gulf Coast League. Like, he just left, like, that so barren that, like, Chaim is in here to build up from literally the ground back up to, you know, getting the big chip prospect in a Marcelo Meyer. So, but the thing is, Dave Dubrowski comes in and takes those chips and trades them for people that will help you win at the major league level. That is what he comes in to do. And like Cogdale also said, you have to then deal with the aftermath of that. You know, so there's a difference between sustainability and going all out and getting the big, huge thing. Like, I don't think if the Phillies win or lose, whatever, I don't see sustainability in what they're doing right now. Whereas you look at the Astros are the perfect example of sustainability because most of what they've built has been from the ground up and they know that, okay, we have Carlos Correa, but we're going to develop someone that when Carlos Correa wants to get paid $35 million, we can just slot in Jeremy Pena and he's as good, if not maybe better. That is what I want for my organization. That is what somebody like Chaim Bloom is here to do. You know, if you want the flashy trades, you want the flashy money being thrown at everybody, yeah, you're going to want a Dave Dombrowski. But if you've seen it, Dave Dombrowski really doesn't have sustainability. And I, I think that we're showing that sustainability is what you want if you want to build yourself like the Houston Astros or the Tampa Bay Rays or the, you know, Los Angeles Dodgers. And, you know, people will come at you and say, well, how many championships within that? Well, what does money get you to? Money gets you ousted in the first round of the playoffs if you are the uh, New York Mets. Money gets you not a World Series appearance in 10 years if you're the New York Yankees. Money gets you uh, one appearance, I mean, one ring in 2020, but at least there was the sustainability of the Dodgers always at least getting there and showing up and being in the playoffs, you know? So that's what I look for in what I want my organization to be going forward. But that's not saying like Dave Dombrowski isn't good at what he does. Dave Dombrowski is amazing at what he does, but what he does is not what the Red Sox organization needs right now. I, I agree. Um, and the thing, the thing with our team, our team, our fan base is that we uh, we expect more. We expect our team to be in the playoffs every year, of not course. to be not to be in last place two years out of the uh, three years that you know Bloom has been um, been in charge. I don't really consider twenty twenty uh, the year because they were going to be in last place no matter who was in charge. Oh, he was handed that, that a shitstorm. A shitstorm. Like the example is, High and Bloom came into a shitstorm, whereas like James Click came into already having a Wunderkin make him a team that he could then improve on. You know, if Chaim Bloom was handed the Houston Astros, Chaim Bloom would be in the World Series right now. Chaim Bloom was handed the Boston Red Sox that were in turmoil. Like, fans forget that. Like, they forget that. The MVP of that 2020 team was fucking Jackie Bradley Jr. and, like, fucking Jonathan Arauz. It was bleak. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Did we forget about Verdugo? Oh, you're right. Yeah, Verdugo had a really good year that year, too. He's going to win a batting title next year. It's going to be great. No shit. (laughs) Look out. He's coming. And the fans that want him traded? The fuck? Sorry. Yeah, that that thing is uh, fucking mind-blowing. If they trade Verdugo, I'm... They're not. They're going to extend him, if anything. (laughs) I think he's probably get him at a really good number for the kind of player he can be. Uh, Verdugo's a really, just a really solid, good player. And mm-hmm. he recovered from a abysmal start of the year. And like the, uh, the ability to make himself by the end of the year, numbers wise, a above league average hitter was genuinely miraculous and mm-hmm. shows the mental fortitude. Like, cause I, so many dudes, if you get to that terrible of a start, you just fucking have a shit rest of the year too. You're Andrew Benintendi. Not yeah. even going to lie. I, I want him on this team forever. I just love yeah. love everything about him, dude. He's just oh yeah, I love his uh, his attitude. His fucking he always says the right things. He's fun, you know. Gets into it with the fans. It's it's the best. I I, I love Verdugo. I want him here forever. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So Bryce Harper, he ends up winning the uh, MVP. He's him. He is him. He's not Mike Trout. Sorry. Okay, but who is? <laughs> but there are people that'll be like, Bryce Harper's the best. Some of them are in the chats we're in. Uh, the- <laughs> no, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what Hates Bryce Harper does. He plays... You. I'll tell you what Bryce Harper does do. He plays more baseball games. <laughs> yeah, he does. And that's not the fault of goddamn Mike Trout. That is the fault of the goddamn California, Anaheim, whatever the hell you want to call them. They're not Los Angeles. That team that is in Orange County. It's the fault of everybody there. Because Mike Christ. Like, I'm not gonna fault Mike. I'm not gonna fault Bryce Harper for not being maybe the greatest baseball player of all time. I'm just, I'm just not gonna do that. Bryce Harper has gotten such a disproportionate amount of hate for so long because he was really one of the first players in this modern era to sh- show his emotions and like celebrate and be fun. And mm-hmm. when he first did it, everyone shit on him. Shit on him. And shut- Can I fucking speak? Holy shit! I'm having a brain aneurysm. I'm having a brain brain aneurysm literally on microphone. This is so tragic. Please call an ambulance. Everyone shit on him. Because he was the first one to actually show his emotions, and everyone hated him. Oh, he's immature, piece of shit, bad teammate. And it didn't help that he left the Nationals, and they literally won a World Series the next year. But to be fair, it is he called it, but like he did call it though. Yeah, he said he was going to bring a title back to DC. Yeah, (laughs) he did. He did it. I watched. I watched that fucking that press conference, and I was like, "Did he just say that?" Yes, that's the, the funniest thing ever. But that's the thing, though. Like, yeah, Trout's a better baseball player all time. I mean, obviously, but Bryce Harper still have on track to have a easy Hall of Fame career. Like oh, of at course. this moment, like it's he's yeah, it's yeah, he, insanely good. Also, uh, Mike Trout. Look at the numbers offensively. Has never had a season better than Bryce Harper in 2015, which is the single greatest post Bond offensive season in baseball. Like it's twelve hundred OPS. The man was a machine that year, built different. Like he's much more volatile than Trout. Trout's like a graph, like in terms of his numbers, or was like a steady incline. And Harper's is like a roller coaster. It's like a <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And it's not taking anything away from the talent that is Bryce Harper. I mean, the man has two MVPs. Like you said, he's on a he's on a Hall of Fame track. But I think the problem is that. It's not like we were promised, but when you're like 16 years old and you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated and you're called the LeBron of baseball, we think we're getting Mike Trout and we're getting a a Hall of Fame player like he didn't let anybody down. But it's funny that it's like the level of how good he is supposed to be, which is no fault to him, is Mike Trout. So I always find that comical in that he's playing in the same era with arguably who, if he knock on wood, dear God, in heaven please stay healthy if he stays healthy we're arguably seeing maybe the greatest offensive player to ever play the game of baseball and that bryce harper just happens to be in that same generation is almost comical it's insane like how much of a crapshoot baseball scouting has been like how do you not see mike trout the dude like didn't he spent like half a year in the minors before becoming like the best player in baseball it's (laughs) yeah it how did you miss this? He he was not a guy that needed time to cook and develop. He was yeah. ready to go already amazing. Playing on the playing in New Jersey is what effed him. You know, yeah, they were like, like, oh well the weather there is bad. So And it sucks. And it sucks that people like that get like it's a detriment to their their playing because of where they play, versus like then you have also Bryce Harper was also crafted to be who he is like he got his GED at like 16 to then go play junior college baseball with a wooden bat to have an advantage to go into the draft at 19. So everything about Bryce Harper was cultivated where like Mike Trout was just playing baseball, you know, outside Philly. (laughs) All right. So seeing as that we're bringing up Mike Trout and everything, I just want to mention everything that um, Mike Trout gets um, until he's 39 which will be uh, 2031. Mm-hmm. He has a, a full no-trade clause. He has no opt-outs. He has home game sweet diamond club seats. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And he's still underpaid. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, not to mention... How how funny would it be if the Angels offered Judge like $400 million to go play with the Angels? Please don't. Please don't. God, I fucking hate the Angels, dude. I fucking... I I just... I I can't stand them. I need an overhaul of like... I need Artie Moreno to sell them. I need them to be purchased by somebody that wants to win baseball games and change their name back to the California Angels. Who do you live closer to? Do you live closer to the Angels or the Dodgers? Traffic-wise, uh, that, that takes traffic in account. Mileage-wise, definitely closer to Dodger Stadium. Traffic-wise, I could probably sometimes get down to Anaheim faster. Also, Artie Moreno is selling the team. Good. Sell it to somebody who wants to name them the California yes. Angels and, and give Bryce Harper, uh, not Bryce Harper, or I think Bryce Harper literally thought that Mike Trout was going to go play ball in Philadelphia. It's a big part of why I think he signed in Philly. <laughs> but uh, they need someone that will, you know, like you need somebody. I don't know. You just need to focus on your goddamn pitching because mother of God. And I mean, stopped. they did. Didn't they just draft like nobody but pitching this year? Yeah, which is a, a sure cry did. for help. The Angels are such such an embarrassment of an organization. You have two generational talents. So, a couple things I wanted to mention. So, the World Series starts Friday, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The only off day that they have, I believe I was reading, uh, is next, not this, this Thursday, but next Thursday, I believe it is. Am I correct? No. It's, it was there was barely an off day in that whole seven day schedule. So almost playing like seven straight days of baseball. Which Jesus, that's going to be a, a fucking dog fight. All right, so they have Thursday on, and Thursday night football is the Eagles versus the Texans. Mm-hmm. Funny. So they're playing <laughs> Friday, funny. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So like six straight days. So the World Series could be over before they get an off day. If if there's a sweep, it's five days. So it's Friday, Saturday. Uh, no, it's Friday, Saturday, Mon- uh, Sunday off. Monday, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday. Okay. So there's at least an off day there. Yeah, I don't know where I heard that there was only an off day on Thursday. I'd be like, that'd be insane. I'm like, the World Series could be over before there was even an off day, potentially. I, uh... <laughs> so gig, man. I'm going with... I, I want the Astros to sweep. I want them to go full sweep. If the Astros don't lose a game in this playoffs, that's incredible. And it's possible. Like, it's... Po- and, like, it's also... You know, like Philly, I don't know, man. Like Philly's been played. They're like, what? They, they've only lost one game. Uh, but And they do have a good two-headed monster. Like Wheeler and Nola are great. But just like you say, as a whole team, top to bottom, the Houston Astros, like, seem unbeatable. Who are, who are the Astros' starting rotation right now? Verlander. Is Verlander. Be... Yep. Yeah, Verlander, Verlander McCullers Valdez. is in there. Yep. Yeah, which objectively they're sneaky good. Like you're saying, Verlander, like you're unequivocal ace. He's gonna win the Cy Young. But outside of that, these guys are just quiet good. It's not saying we went out and we spent all the money to get Max Scherzer because we already have Jacob Degrom, and then we got Bassett. Like, and what did that get you? Nothing. So it's funny that it's just like drafting and developing your own internal pitchers that can become really, really good while also just having. One unequivocal ace on your team can probably be better than wasting $45 million on Max Scherzer. Framber Valdez quietly had a elite season. Dude, yeah. 2.82. 17 wins. Two ERA. Yeah, 17 wins, six losses. Yep. 
again, yeah. incredible year, it, almost 200 strikeouts. Oh, because they're barely playing Vasquez. So, of course. I mean, like, if, I, I if you're not using the player and he's probably going to go <laughs> elsewhere, we want it. Like, wh- why did you make – why did Click give pretty two decent enough prospects for someone – I understand Click makes that trade and then it's up to Dusty Baker to play Vasquez, but it's still very funny that you trade for both Trey Mancini and – cool, the two of them might get rings, great. I mean, a part of me is going to – it's gonna it's gonna suck that because I would I just thought Mancini was like a lifer in Baltimore and I wanted him to win in Baltimore so for him to sit on the bench and get a ring in Houston I'm gonna be like eh, I want you I wanted you to have been an impactful piece to win in Baltimore but that's neither here nor there. I agree. All right, so last question. I actually have two questions. Do we know if Luis Garcia is going to be pitching for the Astros in, in the World Series? Look it up. Did he, he pitch in any, the AL? I don't think so. Because it was, was Javier McCullers, Verlander. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, so Saul Gigman has a question. What expectations do you all have for what Heim will do in the offseason? Big moves or a bunch of trades? Um, I just want to say what we're all going to agree on is give uh, Rafi the bag. Yeah. Yep. My fantasy is that Rafael Devers is signed before anyone else. And I'm a I'm a big fan of Xander Bogats, but my thing is that if you can sign on the dotted line Rafael Devers, then you could say goodbye to Xander Bogats and you get me Trey Turner. Or you get me Carlos Correa. Like I think it's So you're be, on the same page as Tim. You want Turner. I would I would love Turner because I think that you're just adding so much athleticism by adding a trade turner in. And it's somebody that I know people will be like, well, don't bank on prospects, blah, blah, blah. But my thing is trade turner fits perfectly at shortstop until you have a Marcelo Meyer ready. And then the athleticism of trade turner moves him to the outfield to be a productive outfielder. So like when it comes to, and I love Xander Bogarts. I love the idea of somebody always just being in one uniform, but I don't want the Red Sox to overpay. Like, why are we overpaying for Xander Bogarts? And I love him, but you're overpaying for him at the rate that he and Boris are going to want. So if me, if I say the Red Sox offer him more than a fair deal and he goes and gets a bag somewhere else, fine. Go and then get me Trey Turner. You know, I think it'll be a combination, though. I think they're going to make one big splash uh, on the offensive market, whoever it might be, or even maybe a pitcher. Or maybe you're getting Trey Turner and you're getting me a decent pitcher and you're doing a trade. I think this is going to be a pretty big offseason for Hyam. There might be a combination of a little bit of everything going on. DH, what do you think? Who do you think? I think that uh, Hyam Bloom's also the kind of person that, again, athleticism, I don't think he necessarily is going to be somebody that's going to want that everyday like DH, which is something the Red Sox aren't used to because we went right from David Ortiz straight into J.D. Martinez. But I think you might see a bunch of different people playing DH. I don't think there's necessarily going to be it. Or if you're going to say, hey, you maybe somebody who's going to pay DH a little bit more, maybe a Trey Mancini fits into this team. You know? I do know one thing. We need a closer. The, uh, I Last year, I was all on board with yep. the closer by committee, and obviously that didn't work. So I, I think we need to do something there. That I think uh, a power bat, whoever that might be, mm-hmm. um, an outfielder. They need a right fielder. Yep, that's what they need. They really do. I don't, Saul. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, oh, Saul's that's going to cost for, so much money. I and, think uh, what's his brother's name? Edwin Diaz has a brother? Yeah, right. I don't know. I think he's Uh, on the Reds. Oh, is his brother on the Reds? Well, my thing with giving that kind of money to a Alexis. Oh, okay. Alexis Diaz is his brother. You're giving so much money to uh, something that's very volatile. So, like, while I don't like the idea of a closer by committee, I'm the type of person that believes you can find a closer anywhere if that person knows and understands what their role is. So if like the, what Cora was doing was just trying so many people and I understand it's because he didn't have a set closer. But if you look at John Schreiber and you say you're closing, John Schreiber knows that he's closing. Like, so it's things like that. I think you need to set a closer, whether it be, I don't necessarily think you have to spend a ton of money on an Edwin Diaz. I think you just need to have set bullpen roles. Because I agree. I think, 
If, I, and, I think that was one of the biggest uh, biggest problems uh, for us this season was the fact that nobody knew when they were going to pitch. And absolutely. I'm going to give Ryan Brady the biggest credit because he was the number one person on this no uh, no closure by committee. These guys need to know the, their roles. I kind of sounded like the rock there for a second. <laughs> know your yes. role, you know? And like if Tanner Houck's going to be your closer, just make him the closer. Yeah, just just do it. If Eric Whitlock's going to be the closer, make him the closer. Don't switch these guys up. That was that was the problem. It was never that we didn't have the high-priced, fancy closer. It was that we just didn't have someone that knew what their role was to be. Like, because let's like you know, in 2013, like they didn't have a frigging like they thought they had a closer, and then uh, you know they had two closers. Yeah, and then you saw what happened with like Bailey and Hanrahan, and then next thing you know, just like you got somebody coming in that they would never expect and is ends up being lights out and being just so great for the Red Sox that year. So like, that's the thing is that nobody knew that what we were going to have until you have it and you've made that person that role. So that's how I believe. I don't like closer by committee, but I like, I like, I don't necessarily think you need to waste $72 million on a, on a closer when you just have somebody that knows it. Jose Abreu for DH. That's an option too. That's definitely one. His numbers were down a little bit, but who knows if that was just a little bit of a down year and dealing with all the shit that was going on in Chicago. And he probably has a pretty good swing for Fenway. So it's uh, again, you're he not definitely has a good swing against Matt Barnes at Fenway. Okay, he wouldn't have to worry about True. hitting against Matt Barnes we would... <laughs> unless they trade him. Telful. <laughs> so, all right, last question: World Series. How many games and who wins? Bailey. Five Astros. Hogtail. Uh, Astros and six. Uh, I have trepidation because the vibes around the Phillies are very good right now. And yeah. It, it, we, it, obviously, it's baseball. The best team does not always win. I think the Astros are head and shoulders the better team. Like, it's not even close to me who the better team is. But they, the de- Phillies might have that team of destiny kind of thing going, like that that Braves thing or that Nationals thing. Is yeah. it like just an NL East thing? Like all of them, it's their right? turn now. Like this is their time. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> but the Mets. Poor Mets. Everybody. Well, if Mets. you're still watching, give us your prediction: Astros, Phillies. How many games and who wins? I'm going. I'm going with. I'm, my boy, H Town Wheelhouse. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to do this for you, boy. I'm going to do this for you, buddy. I'm going for a sweep, Astros. Damn. I just don't think the Phillies have the depth, like especially pitching wise, to keep up with the Astros. Yeah. Again, like Bailey said, Wheeler Nola, fantastic one-two punch. Like mm-hmm. genuinely incredible. Like once you get past that, though. It's like, yeah, there's some good arms there, but are their Astros quality arms? Like, or like in the back end of the bullpen where you have like multiple dudes who could easily step in high leverage without a second thought. Like, mm-hmm. Are you sure the Phillies have that kind of, those kinds of horses to match up? Like, I don't think so. So Saul yeah. says Astros in five for sure. So. But they're the better uh, all, They should all, win. All of us, all of us are agreeing that the Astros are going to win. Um, you know, Hoping for hoping for a good World Series, I would love a sweep. If it goes seven, uh, I'd be shocked. Yeah. If the Phillies win, I would be shocked. Uh, I'd also be upset. Does <laughs> Ed? Do uh, do either of you have anything else that you would like to add before uh, we see good night? Nah, just do it for Dusty. Yeah, definitely yeah. Dusty. I think out of all the reasons why I think the Astros should win, like Dusty is number one. Like, oh yeah. And I also like Joe Girardi, and I feel really bad for him. So I just, I don't think he was the problem in Philadelphia. His voice probably just got stale. You know, everyone has their expiration date to where like the the motivational text just stop working. Mm. I agree with Saul yeah. here. Quick World Series, bring me some off season. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So. This off season's gonna be crazy. I'm very, very excited for what the Red Sox. It's gonna be nuts. All right, guys. Uh, Bailey, thanks so much for joining us for the first time, and I don't know how long it's been. It's let's, good to be let's, back. Let's try not making it so long. No, no, yes. Hogdale, as usual, go fuck yourself. Oh. Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pesky Report. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 